Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. This was a, a first of many for the War Report, uh, being at SEC Media Days, uh, handling the coverage, getting great content, interviews. Share with us that experience, guys. How was it? I mean, I had a good time, man. I, I enjoyed getting an opportunity to meet a lot of the other media members and just being able to see the things that... that so, first of all, man, speaking as someone who's never been to any other media event... The SEC is first class, man, the way that they had things rolling out there. Um, you know, and it's it's apparent from people who have been to other media events that the SEC is doing it in a, in a major way. So so shout out to them for just putting on a good event. But it definitely was an eye-opening uh, thing for me just to kind of see the things that we need to be able to do to go out there and handle business. Um, so I had a good time making connections, having an opportunity to talk to some players. Um, you know, we've got... A couple of videos out there right now um, that are up on our channel from our conversations that we had with people who stopped by our booth on Radio Row. So good time, man. I enjoyed myself. Oh, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely an eye opening experience. I think that Media Days is um, living, breathing proof of why football matters more in the SEC versus the other conferences. It was a complete event a lot of pomp and circumstance. And, uh, you know, we put last week on the pot, we had our Oklahoma guy, Big, big, big Game Boomer on, and he kind of noted that Big 12 media days had just passed. And I was like, did it? <laughs> like, yeah. did anything significant come out of Big 12 media days? Because I didn't even hear about it. And, you know, they got brand new coach at Oklahoma. Uh, there are things to talk about in the Big 12 right now. And it just kind of came and went with no fanfare. So uh, when... People say they hate the it just matters more mantra in the SEC. You, I would point to media days, uh, the amount of resources that they put in to allow, you know, us and our other media peers to come and cover that event and get access to coaches and ask questions. You know, the war report is all over the place. I felt like Isaac and I needed to, I don't know, you know, that thing Loki does when he splits his body off into like different people. 
Like we needed more bodies to just cover oh, that's a all fact, the though. ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there, was there was a nuts. in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, two people wasn't enough <laughs> for yeah. us to do all the things we wanted to do. We definitely needed more people to be there. So yeah. Yeah. So next year we'll work that out so that we can bring you guys even more coverage of media days. We were there all week. Uh Harson went on the last day, but you know, Isaac and I went and we covered all week. Uh, to get perspective, you know, from the schools and coaches and the fan bases and their media that, you know, we'll be playing. So it was good. I enjoyed myself. I was exhausted by the end of the week. Obviously, um, I was told that in Birmingham, the media today setup is better than what we had in Atlanta. But it was fun being at the College Football Hall of Fame and chopping it up with everybody there. Treat your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys Underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. You guys were missed. Uh, definitely appreciate a lot of the questions that were asked <laughs> by you guys, uh, especially. So uh, good times. We're going to do a bigger and better next year for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. Let's talk about let's talk about Brian Harson. And last week we talked about it on the weekend tailgate, but in, in me and in, in Brian kind of gave our thoughts about what kind of showing that Brian Harson will have. We figure that he'll put it to bed. The speculation about what happened with the inquiry and all that, that was going to be addressed at some point. Uh, but the way he went about it kind of spoke volumes. And so want to want to kind of do a recap of some of the things that Brian Harson talked about, and we'll kind of get your, our opening thoughts with that. The first clip basically was his opening address when he came out, and he kind of came out firing guys, uh, addressing, as he called, the gorilla in the room, I believe. Let's yeah. take a look at that. Excited to be here, and uh, I know some of you uh, out there looking at me didn't expect me to be here. All right, at this time, and, and uh, I'm going to dive into that here in just a second uh, and kind of address the grill in the room here, but there was an inquiry. It was uncomfortable. It was unfounded, uh, and it uh, presented an opportunity for people to, you know, personally attack me, my family, uh, and also our program, and, and it didn't work. So right now, uh, our focus is on moving forward, and what came out of that inquiry uh, were a lot of positive. There was a silver lining in all of this because what I saw from our players and our coaches was leadership opportunities for them to step up, which is exactly what they did. And you got a chance to see guys uh, provide leadership. You got a chance to see coaches provide leadership. And what it did, it was united our football team. So that's a, a brief clip. And, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know, after how he addressed it, I don't know why people felt like they had to keep asking questions about this. It's almost like, you know how you don't have a plan B, so I'm just going to do plan A anyway, even though right. it's not a good plan anymore. That's what it seemed like a lot of people at Media Days did after Brian Harson pretty much addressed it from every angle you could have possibly asked. But mm. your thoughts on how Harson came out, and, and I'll start with you, Mike. 
your thoughts on how Harson came out and just addressed his head on and talked about how it's prepared his team for the upcoming season? To your first point, it's like a really lazy way to, how do I put it, man? It's just, I don't know. Like, the drama is past, and if you couldn't come up with a more original question than something about some drama that happened literally like six months ago, I, I don't know what to say to that. I, I think it was a really cheap way to try to get a soundbite out of this coach. You're trying to get him to say something that will make a headline, and he just made it clear. Like, listen, I'm going to address this. I like how he didn't say elephant in the room. He said it's a gorilla. I think that was on purpose. Um, I'm, we're going to move on from this because our coaches have moved on, right? Our administration has moved on, and our players have moved on, mm. right? So he was clear. Yeah, uh, some fo- people, some people were out to get me. Don't ma- it doesn't even matter who they are at this point. But they tried. They failed. It didn't work, and. Uh, he was defiant. I thought he won media days with that opening statement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you ask the question after he said that, you're the one that looks like a dumbass. You know? So, like, I mean, if you ask the question about that after that opening statement, you, you're the dumb dumb. So let's be clear. If you watch that, you know, and there were some questions, yes, I'm calling you out. You're a dumb dumb. Because it was stupid. Uh, now, the things that he had to say, like, you know, again, in that statement, he talked about team unity and how it brought everybody together and it provided opportunities for leadership. We saw that on social media. We saw it on Twitter. We saw players speaking up and saying, hey, you want to know about this coach? Talk to the guys in the room, to the guys who chose to stay. We had players calling out the board of trustees, you know, speaking up for their coach. And I think that his opening statement reflected that leadership. So the guys on this team are reflective of the leadership that this coach demonstrated in his opening statement at media days. I loved it. I I think he set the tone early to make anybody who was going to bring that up look like a dum-dum. So uh, A-plus on the opening statement. We're grading the opening statement. A-plus. Graduated with honors. (laughs) Um. I something that stood out to me, and, and by the way, I definitely is anyone selling it didn't work t-shirts. I, I know <laughs> I know how Ike's uh brain works at this point a little bit, a little bit better. Um I already know the the ideas are Lisa. turning. Uh Lisa Wise, uh hashtag it didn't work. Uh, oh, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I love it. I love it as well. Ike, something else that Coach Harson said is that you attacked me, you attacked my family, but you also attacked Auburn. But obviously, if you're someone who thought this inquiry was necessary, obviously you don't see it that way. But you have to think about the ramifications from a a national perspective, uh, from a local perspective, as to how Auburn looks, this coaching staff looks. You had to have heard Auburn, right? Right. So just your thoughts on how Harson just addressed this from an overall perspective. It, it was difficult for me to not audibly say, oh, sh- <laughs> when he said it, I was like, yeah, he came out with, with the guns blazing. I like the fact that he attacked it head on. I mean, I, I, if it were be, if it were me, that's what I would have done. I've just come straight out. Let's address it. And I don't want to talk anymore about it. It's been months. Let's move on. We've got other things we're going to talk about. Let's talk about the future. And that's exactly what he did. I like that he said it very confidently, definitively. He's like, okay, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Great. I've said it. 
you have my soundbite about it, how I feel. Anything else, Google's your friend. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) please let it be known that this is not something we're going to sit and talk about over and over and over again. Uh, but that's, you know, one of the things I said when I was, we were previewing it is like, this was going to be people's opportunity to ask him that question. Um, and he got ahead of it. I do wonder if anybody tried to like, you know, come around the side door because he did do uh, some things on media row with some people. I wonder if anybody, you know, who wasn't, because let's be clear, not everyone who was media was down in the main press room. So some people had, you know, they were, they were plugged in and listening, but some people stayed at their media row table. So um, they might not have heard him say, Hey, don't ask me about this. So I'm just wondering if maybe some of those other folks got into it on their shows or if they were respectful of his stuff, uh, unlike uh, others that were there and just said, okay, he said, don't, I don't want to hear about it or I don't want to talk about it. So I'm just going to leave it alone. But I loved it, man. I loved what he said, how he said it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, even when folks tried to kind of circle back through and mention it again, he didn't even address it in his response. He was just like, I already told you I'm not talking about this. So why, why are we having this conversation right now? So young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Before we get into the second clip that we want to review um, with Brian Harson, be will. We talked about how he was going to do exactly this. Mm-hmm. He was going to address it. But Harson, real brief, real quick, just kind of talk about how he handled it. Harson looked incredibly comfortable for a coach to have been through what he'd been through. Uh, are you surprised at just how relaxed he was given what he had to address? Not at all. Because his demeanor since all of that took place has been fairly consistent. He knew he needed to be more accessible, more personable, even while doing things that are completely within his personality, which is letting you know straight up what it's going to be and not going to be. He just needed to be a more friendly version of himself visually while doing that. And he did both. So maybe, you know, if he had to address something hard nine months ago, it would have been a very stern, scrunched face and he would have said some of the same things. But his demeanor is what has changed. And that's what helps sell the idea that I don't care about this stuff. And it, it worked. It's exactly what we thought he would do when we talked about it on Wednesday. And he did it. And it worked. Indeed. Let's let's get into the the second clip. And this kind of deals with an, another great question that Mike G asked about recruiting, because that's been a hot topic in the offseason Auburn is not where a lot of people feel it should be in terms of the number of recruits or guys committed to Auburn at this point. But Mike G kind of addressed that at Media Days. And, and here's a clip of what Harson had to say. Uh, Coach Michael Giddens, War Report, Auburn. Uh, going into year two, recruits may have <clears throat> questions about the identity of Auburn football. Um, you guys have got some work to do on the field this upcoming season. What is the messaging to recruits? And about why choose Auburn at this point, and how are you guys internally addressing some of the negative recruiting that might be happening in this offseason? Well, I think the message is watch. But we got to go out there and we got to play. I mean, that's the beauty of, of what we get a chance to do every Saturday, all right? When you get into the arena, 
you have the opportunity to go out there and settle the score. All right, you have a chance to compete. We've told our recruits, watch. And I think the ones that have been on our campus, they see the energy and the vibe and what's happening and how the players are responding and coaches are connecting and everything that we're doing. I mean, there's a, there's a great energy in our program right now. There's alignment in our program right now. And I know those recruits and families, they feel that when they step on campus. Now we've got to put a product on the field that, that, that players want to be a part of. Mm. And, and that's pretty much has been a big reason why at the War Report collectively, while there's no, nothing wrong with having a concern, we have not panicked because we understood that it's all about the product placed on the field. But be will talk to me, man. What your thoughts about what Harson just said there? I mean, he's right. It, we have been talking for weeks about how any lack of momentum is entirely because recruits can't see what Harson is selling. Any recruits that have bought in so far, either they have bought it, they have bought what he's selling, or they already see a path for them personally with the position group that they play in success and how it translates to the next level. One or two, either you, the only success you can see here is maybe running back room, um, defensive line or defensive back maybe. Other than that, you are buying an idea and a plan And maybe you see some of that plan by being on campus, by watching them practice, by walking through the facility or the new facility that's about to open. Maybe they can show some of that on campus. But as far as what your role is going to be in projecting success at the majority of positions on offense, everything is a complete sale job. It is not tangible yet. So he knows that he has to produce something tangible for recruits to latch on to. That is the job. He does that, recruiting gets easier, and we start seeing the type of momentum in recruiting that everybody thinks we should be having at this point in the cycle. Again, I am not convinced at this point in the cycle it's imperative to see the type of uh, numbers that everybody else would like to see that Georgia is going to be putting up. We didn't just win a national championship, guys. So maybe it makes more sense for defensive recruits to be piling up at somewhere where they produce the best defense ever and won a national championship. We understand that. That's the spoils of winning. That's what happens when you win something really big is guys get on board. So we have to do our winning, and then it gets easier to recruit. So it's just a matter of of time. So much is riding on this, not only his success going forward as the coach, but what he can show is going to get him Better recruits if it's good, and that's going to lean further into our success and accelerate the process of, of building this back up. Uh, Ike, Mike, either you can jump in here. Uh, how important is it? Let's let's say Auburn gets off to the to the start that it needs in the season. Let's say Auburn is going into Georgia five and zero, and let's say that 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 Auburn is looking good in the process. Naturally speaking, when Auburn is doing well, there's going to be a lot of excitement around what's happening at Auburn. But it almost seems like this year, especially how we react as a fan base to what's happening needs to be largely positive just for the support and the image of of what this program needs at this point to recruits. Is that a fair statement? What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's unfair to say. I think the the biggest thing that we need to be cognizant of as fans is not like even if you're frustrated with the coach don't attack the players right, right. because the players are the ones that will be talking 
amongst one another about how the fan base treats you, right? The biggest selling point of Auburn is the fans, is the experience, is, you know, we've talked about it before. If you haven't seen the Keontae Scott interview, go watch that. And him talking about what was the moment that made him say, yeah, Auburn's the place I want to be, was being at the Iron Bowl. And I've said this before, we lost that game. Mm-hmm. We didn't win the game, but he loved the experience of being in that atmosphere with fans that were passionately cheering on a team that ultimately didn't win the game. But just being there watching that sold him on, yeah, Auburn, I've got to come play in this place, yeah. right? So it's just important that fans realize that, yeah, you do have some stake in this, right? Passionately cheer on your team. And because it matters to you, I understand you're going to be frustrated, but- just let your 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 frustrations be measured, right? Like we can't dip into the, you know, the death threat place of of some of the other fan bases. And we definitely can't dip into the throwing things on the field place mm. of, of some of the other fan bases. We've mm. got to just make sure that we're keeping our wits about us and letting our passion only speak positive things for. And again, that doesn't mean you can't be honest and say, hey, man, we're not very good. Right. Or that wasn't very good because we're always going to be honest on this show. But I do think that it matters from the standpoint of you want to make sure that you're not a fair weather fan. Right. Regardless of what happens, regardless of the outcome, you love Auburn and you love this team and you'll cheer them on. Mike G, before we get to the next clip, is <laughs> Harson was oozing with a lot of confidence in his response to you. It was almost like watch just 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 watch what we put on the field and it's almost like he knows something everyone else doesn't appear to know at this point uh what was the what was going through your mind when you heard that type of response coming from harson after you asked that question uh honestly that we at the war report know what the hell we're talking about if you have been listening to us for the last few months he literally got up there and echo points we've been saying about recruiting for weeks upon weeks upon weeks that's going to come down to the product that they put on the field because this is year two for this coach. Year one didn't go as planned, and recruits are just in wait-and-see mode. If you're interested, if you've got Auburn in your top four right now, top three or four, we're probably at the bottom because the schools that we're competing against have coaches that are not in their second year. Right. They also have coaches that have had a relationship with those recruits one to two years longer than this coach. And everybody's complaining that he can't come in and magically establish a better relationship with recruits in a a short amount of time after these guys have been out here recruiting these kids since their freshman and sophomore years. Wait and see. We've got to put a product on the field that people can see. Now, listen, man, uh, I mean, he's in there. He's in the building. He's in the building. He sees the progress that they're making. The players are confident. He's confident, you know, and he oozes confidence when you're talking to him because I think I think he's relishing this underdog role. But for recruiting, it's just it just comes down to you got to do something on the field and you don't have to win the West either. But the second part of that question was about negative recruiting. It's happening. They've confirmed that it's happening. Mm. I'm souring on Nick Eason. (laughs) Listen, his the things that he's saying, they're inbounds, they're fair. But screw that guy. I mean, he's doing his job. Yeah, yeah he's doing his job. I don't, I don't have to like it, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. And he's, 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 he's out here, and he's saying, listen, if you commit, I left. <laughs> Why would you go there? 
<laughs> because you don't even know if that guy's going to be there in a year. Right. But that tracks back to results on the field. If he goes out there and he wins eight games, you can now you can take that negative recruiting tool out of the hands of the coaches that are coaching against him and say, listen, they're trending up. Nick's ha- Nick Easton has to come up with something better now. Correct. That's, right. it's low, what he's doing is low-hanging fruit against mm-hmm. Auburn. Look at what they did. Look at what happened. Do you really feel safe going to that school? And then the original message from the last clip about how it, all that noise, it didn't work, has even more strength. So when you go in and somebody brings that up on a recruiting trip, you could be like, listen, I addressed that mess last year. We went out and we got two, three games better this year. Now you should come be a part of the nine to ten win season. We're going to do the year after that. Right. Or the year after that, we're going to be competing for the West. So he's just got to put, you just have to put a product on the field that shows that you are trending the right direction. Lots of first-year SEC head coaches had way worse years than Brian Harson had in year one. Yep. Sam Pittman went three and seven with no impressive wins on his schedule. And I'm just thinking, like, I don't, I don't know where I think in his mind, you know, I get it. A lot of recruits are buying that negativity, man. Go out there and show them why it's crap. I think he really echoes the points that we have been making about why fans should calm down and everybody's worried about NIL. Oh, we're not throwing enough dollars at recruits. Man, listen, NIL matters. It's a factor, but it's still going to come down to play on the field. NIL is the icing on the cake. And sure, there will be some kids who are making the decision solely based on money, but the majority of them still want to go to a program that is showing that they can develop kids. That's what he's got to put on the field next year. Put Tank in the first round next year and watch the running backs come and flow, flow in. You know, let Derek Hall go out there and have, he set records for sacks. And watch the defensive recruits come in. So, you know, we'll talk about it later, but there were some guys that made all SEC, got voted all SEC. Finish all SEC with guys who nobody was expecting and show that development and that improvement and the recruiting will start to come around. 